Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Yo, you listening to the Oprah Rose Show with TT and Gigi, and yeah, get it poppin'. Thoughts. Everything begins with thoughts. She's a slut, she's a hoe, she's this, she's that. We say to girls, you can have ambition, but not too much. It's about people being uncomfortable with women owning their sexuality. What is the truest, highest vision that you hold for yourself? I'm a real-ass bitch, and I'm gonna get everything that I'm gonna get on my own. I know for sure. You don't get what you wish for. You get what you believe. <laughs> I just love doing that. Hi. Hi, guys. What's up? What's up? I'm TT. I'm Gigi. And I'm still Sustainable DD. Sustainable sis. I okay. love it. Yeah. Not today. Um, actually, today I don't have on anything that is sustainable. It's giving Montero today. Um, but I do have Montero this cowboy TV. hat. Yeah. Yeah. I brought it back. I got it last But it's not fall. a new purchase. No, I got so, this last fall. Yeah. Oh, okay. And I just brought it back. Okay. I still consider that to be like sustainability. You aren't buying anything. Yeah. And you have it mixed with a woo wear t shirt. So it's definitely giving sustainability. Right. Yeah. We got to represent the last brands. time they um, put, some, put some shit out. No I think they it's started like, doing more. Are they merch doing more? Recently. Okay, when did yeah. wear come out? Was that with Fubu? Around like late nineties, right? So that's like the older, or is that like a newer? This is a newer one. Okay. Yeah, like All this right. is. But I had this one for some years now. Yeah, I think I think you're still safe. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> like I didn't buy this last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. I think it's okay. In his sustainability, uh, keeping his carbon footprint low. Low, yeah. low you're still and very minimal. I'm drinking out of plastic though. Ugh. Mm, yeah, it's giving. All right, girl. But it's the okay. overall show. Uh, make sure y'all like, subscribe, tell a friend to tell a friend. Questions, comments, concerns to the overall show at gmail.com. Y'all know where to find us. Um, anything else you want to add about your sustainability? Nah. Cut the check. <laughs> Goodwill, specifically. Goodwill, Lord have mercy. If Goodwill don't cut this check, I swear. Like, Y'all got it. That's why I said we really it? need to find if they're government fun- if they're right. government funded. They, they got it. They got it. They got it. Yeah. Well, I don't know because the government broke. Now, nah, don't we run out Child, of money every in time, eight days or some shit? Every time they try to shut it down, they bring it, they open it back they up. they just gambling with our money. Are they giving away new PPPs? <laughs> because I'm scamming. Uh, I'm the scariest person on earth, but like, I'm absolutely. I think we missed that boat. I, I'm so I'm so upset I missed the PPP boat. Same. I would be, what would I be doing with my PPP money? I feel like we have this conversation every week. Every week? Because <laughs> it changes. I don't know. I would take a trip first. You don't want to invest in cryptocurrency? Right. Oh, no. After our say. conversation, I'm absolutely <laughs> investing in Well, I'm investing in crypto without the PPP. Irregardless. Ooh, okay. Ir- irregardless. Mm-hmm. <laughs> investing in crypto. But, um, yeah, maybe more of that. Okay. More investment properties. I hear you. Okay. Yeah. Make your money day. work for you. Hello. Yes. yes. Mom, I'm a the fan. i tired. But um, so we're so excited today. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, we've just been so informational. I just want to point that out. We are giving the girls game. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And girls is obviously gender neutral. So we are yeah. giving the girls game. <laughs> yeah, it is. Girls is, sis is gender neutral. Oh, sis, sis, is, sis is gender yeah. neutral. Sis is absolutely. It can be CIS, C-I-S or yeah. S-I-S. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Gender neutral. Yep. Um, so you learn something new every genius. day. Yeah. <laughs> That's genius. Um, so we have with us therapist Tosin, who's been hitting these podcast streets. Yes. Okay. He is in a hot demand. He's giving ran through. <laughs> <laughs> and no offense to you. It's just like, you know, a little hot pocket. Not the it's hot so pocket therapist. Which I think is amazing because people, you know, there's so many things that we don't talk about, right? right. Like we mm-hmm. just did an episode last week about financial literacy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we had an episode about just being vulnerable, vulnerable. on social mm-hmm. media. And, you know, it's all these things that it's very easy to just talk about the things that everybody, the same shit that we be talking about on Twitter every day, $200 dates or whatever the fuck is happening and and not feeding photographers. Now it has to be $250 (laughs) dates because of inflation. Because of inflation. Wow. 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 $250? It has to go up. Is that expensive? 
Is that, are we talking first dates? Um, we, we're not having that conversation. Yeah, again. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah, just, yeah. I guess that does seem a little pricey. I mean, two fifty is a lot. Yeah, depending on where you go. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. For yeah, one person to pay. For one person yeah. to pay. It is. Pay. Yeah. First date where you have no idea what's happening. After yeah. That, right. That's a bit. It's a yeah. bit yeah. much. Yeah. yeah. We, we, we basically, fate. we said how we would be if we were all men. And I would be the man that would have the woman pay for me. But that's, and then I think everybody else was like, she was giving bum. Yeah. I was giving hobo. I was giving hobosexual. Like yeah. I was giving. She was, was giving totally. the nigga that come to your house on Friday night. And dick you down all weekend and leave on Sunday. <laughs> leave on Sunday. <laughs> maybe, 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 maybe leave on Sunday. And pay for nothing. And pay yeah. for nothing. He no, don't even get I the would, seamless. You get the seamless. I was just about to say no, no, no. I am way too considerate to not even be like, oh, what do you want? You want some peaches? And I would order like peaches, shrimp, but and you crab, were sleeping okay. when. Shorty wanted food, so you said what? You were sleep because you always no. Sleeping. I'd be up. I can't really sleep in other people's houses like that, oh, so okay. I'd be up. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. But anywho, to Tosin, <laughs> therapist, how are you? Yes. I'm well. Thank you for having me. Yeah, Thank you for I'm excited for you to be on because I feel like also in therapy you don't see many black men. Yes, at all. As therapists, as therapists, very few, very, very few, few. Yeah. very few, and they're all booked up. Oh, I'm sure. Very few. Because I, I think a part of like going to therapy is the need to relate to somebody. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, especially if you are a black male, it's easier to talk to another black male because you have those ideas of like, you get me. Right. And so it just feels more like talking to a friend. Right. It, you save time trying to explain certain things because you assume that the therapist already knows. Is that a, yeah. Yeah. Is that a good thing or a bad That's thing? Good thing? That's a good thing. I think it's good. I would, okay. like, I would never get a therapist that was not a black person. Right. Yeah. It's not Same. even... It's Culturally, it's yeah. is is like oil and water, culturally. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not... I don't really code switch any, anyway, but I don't want to have to explain some type of, like, cultural um, or like slang term right. to somebody and not just eating up my time. Yeah. You know what I mean? The three minutes that I had to explain something that was of cultural reference to right. you, you know. Yeah, why I got to do could, all of that? No, uh-uh. You're wasting time, like no. you said. I, I'm paying you to, to be here with me, not for me to educate you on right. what this slang word means. Anyway. So what it's made you true. decide to go into therapy and be a therapist? It's funny. Um, my first job was for, was work, working as, as a um, case manager at a foster care agency. And I got that because I, w- I had recently got fired from Nike Town. Wow. <laughs> on what? On 57? Yeah. This is a long <laughs> time ago, so don't even th- try to figure out the date. So I got fired. I had no idea what I was doing. I graduated undergrad. This was like around 2010. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea what I was going to do. So I called a friend. She was like, hey, I have somebody. My aunt is the executive director here. Go, go, you know, go holler at her. So I get there, I'm working there, and I realize that there's definitely a glass ceiling. Like, if I don't have my master's in social work, there's not much I can do. Mm. I'm going to be a case manager, not even a therapist or a social worker. So I said, okay, let me go back to school. So that's really how it began. It was, Uh like, out of necessity. And then I got into classes, and I started to enjoy what I was doing. But then, actually, my biggest lesson that I learned during this process was that I never want to work in a foster care setting because it was so depressing. It was really depressing. Um, Very little... um, achievements very little adoptions it was really it was a drain but i knew i wanted to work with children on some levels but just not in that field yeah in foster care yeah oh, that's you i'm know. sorry that's sad it's very sad that it's is, very sad yeah. it's very we sad we even talked about l- last night we were mm-hmm. having um drinks at the bar and we were talking about um foster care a little mm-hmm. bit so yeah and i said i actually want to adopt at some point and i said specifically an older child because they don't get adopted they don't yeah. get yeah they don't yeah. get adopted and i would want to be able to provide somebody with a good life and love yeah. you know so it's, yeah. it's very sad watching the cycle repeat yeah. itself. Mm-hmm. And also my uncle, he has, I guess, I guess you know, he essentially planted the seed because he utilized his home as a, as a foster care um, home. And he's adopted multiple okay. um, mm-hmm. kids that he has, you know, brought into. And we've always considered them family. Right. Um, and there's been very, like, seamless, you know. So yeah. it, it was, like, it, the thought to me, like, it was, you know, like, oh, yeah, I should do this. You know? I love that. It takes a big heart mm. to adopt. Yeah. 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 So then you, so you obviously studied and then you became a therapist. I became, I became a therapist, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and what is your, and you specialize in? Trauma. Okay. So when I say trauma, I mean anything that's happened in the past that's affecting your daily 
routine, like your daily life, your well-being, anything that is affecting you in any way, shape, or form mm-hmm. is, can, can be considered trauma. How did you come about sp- picking that specific lane of focus? Do you think that that essentially kind of came from your experience from working as a case manager in the foster care system? It did. That's a very good question. I never I never considered that, but I, it definitely did. When I think about it now and I look at everything that I've done, it definitely is. Because there's trauma in every step of the way. Mm-hmm. So it was foster care. There's a lot of trauma there. After that, I went to supportive housing where I was working with adults who had mental health issues and were homelessness. Um, had severe homelessness and um, substance abuse problems. It's a lot of trauma there. And then going, and then actually what really solidified it is when I went to started working at a high school as a high school social worker. Mm-hmm. And I realized that there was a different level of trauma. It's not just being a drug um, drug abuser or yeah. being a, in prison. It was like growing up without having a dad, right? Yeah. Or growing up and your mom is on drugs or growing up and not being able to afford certain things that you see your friends having. And then racial trauma, the stuff that we deal with on a regular basis when we turn the news on. Generational trauma, I call it generational curses. We can get into that a little bit later as well. So, And then I also work with um, this organization called Men Healing, and we work specifically for male-identified survivors of sexual abuse. So we go all over um, the the states, and we just do – we facilitate workshops and help them build community, and we do a a whole weekend of different activities – so that's like really what solidified it. There's so many different areas when it comes to trauma. Mm. Yeah, especially as Black people, we have yeah. a lot of trauma. I mean, you you we were do. listing up all those things that it's just yeah. so common. You don't really think of them as you know. I'm doing air trauma. quotes trauma. Normal yeah. how we was raised. It's just like it is yeah. what it is. Right, right. It's very much it is what it is. And when you do these therapy sessions with people who have faced these traumas, how do you how are you able to kind of like separate listening to their story and then not actually affecting you? I don't have an answer for that, bro. I wow. really, like, I come home from a day, long day of work. I have sessions, like, crazy traumatic sessions, and I I just lay on the couch. I watch TV. I talk to my girl. I play with my son. I just, it just, I don't know. I I might have been made to do this. I don't know. Yeah. I really can't tell you how. Wow. Yeah. And it's a lot of shit. I'm sure. Yeah, so, yeah I but, can only yeah. imagine. Do you go to therapy as I a do. therapist? I do. I have a therapist, yeah. Is that a part of, like, um... I guess your job, like if you are a therapist, is it, are you supposed to get therapy so that you make sure you maintain like a steady mind? You should, because if you don't get a therapist, then you're offloading on people who are close to you. Right. Right. You're telling your your friends, your families, everything that probably shouldn't, you shouldn't be telling them. So you should process it. And I also have a supervisor, which is something that a lot of people don't know. As a therapist, you should have a supervisor. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that this person is telling you how to do your job, but it's somebody that you process information with. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, I have this case. I'm stuck. What would you What would you do in my situation? Okay. Or, hey, I had this patient that I absolutely hate. You, I tell it to this person. Right. And we just bounce ideas off of each other. Now, do you have, like, a specific method of approach, or do you approach yeah. everyone differently? And I'm asking because when I went to therapy, um, my therapist, she would interject in moments where um, where she needed to, but a lot of it was me, like, mm-hmm. you know, outputting information, right. um, and I guess, like, getting it out there. Right. Um, and then eventually she would give me, I guess, better tools to, like, utilize or how to figure out how to, you know, combat the situation mm-hmm. that I was discussing with her. Um, but I know that now moving forward, I want somebody to be a little bit more interactive with me. So is there a specific method of approach that you use or is it just you treat everyone different, I guess? I, I want to say I have a method, but I also want to say I treat everybody different. Okay. So the method comes into, so when I when I see women and I, and I see men, I, I kind of approach it a little differently because women are more forthcoming. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they've processed, they've thought about what the issue is, what, what it is that's struggling, and they're able to just directly say it. But for men, and I noticed that a lot of men um, lack the the language to say, this is what happened to me when I was seven, and I, I think it's affecting me today. Mm-hmm. Like, I have to really dig that tunnel with them and walk them through their history so they can see all the um, all the things that are adjacent, all the things that are connecting, and then say, hey, this is it. This is how why we're here today. So... That's a little different. I do a lot more. I'm a lot more guiding, guiding, and um, talking when I work with men. Women usually a little easier, and in couples, I barely say much because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I can imagine. Yeah, it's just it's free flowing. I'm free flowing. 
That's interesting because that was actually be my question is I think a lot of people, specifically black and then specifically black men, yeah. are very hesitant yes. to go to therapy. Yeah. And like, it, do you think it's something that is for everyone um, or is it, you know, I mean, obviously, as is that anything, you go to the gym and mm-hmm. you just sit there and like not eat right. It's not, it's not you're not going to lose the weight. Yeah. But like, yeah. I think with therapy in particular, you know, we, we watched this show called like Love and Marriage Huntsville and, and the wife did like a surprise therapy session and he's so mad about it. Like mm-hmm. two weeks into the show, like he's still very mad and you can see he has these like deep rooted issues right. that he just refuses to talk about, yeah. acknowledge um, anything. So is it something that is for everybody or? It, it is for everybody, but you can't be successful at it until you realize that you need it. Mm-hmm. Right. So wow. you can send your friend or your cousin or your uncle or your dad to therapy but if they feel like there's no issue with them it's not going to be successful yeah because right. then they're going to hold back too i feel like they're, they're yeah. all going to hold back they're not going to yeah. be bought in and they're just not going to be present right but back to your question there is an approach when i do when i work with men um i'm really gentle because i know for a fact that a lot of the clients that reach out to me they say in the in an initial email i've been thinking about this for a while i think it's time now and i can imagine how like how much it takes to sit in front mm-hmm. of another man and tell him all this stuff that you've been dealing with, all the stuff that you haven't been able to talk about. That you, you don't even know. That you don't, that you yeah. may not even know. Right. So like, I'm really gentle. I, I emphasize safe space. I, I work from a strength based perspective, which I'm like, I'm almost like patting you on the back for every wow. small success. Cause that safe space is needed. Yeah. Or you're it's not even feel comfortable. Right. Sure. I need, I be needing positive yeah. affirmation. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. Um, a lot. That, um, tweet wow. that we yeah i mean i do feel like with men you have to be the approach has to be way more way more delicate gentle and way more delicate because mm-hmm. actually it was something that um i saw yesterday and it was a post on spiritual world and it said why do men shut their partners out when they're doing when they're going through stuff it's unfair and so all the mm-hmm. responses vary from men saying everything to like because at some point you'll use it against him whether intentional yeah. or not right. women and then you know somebody said that it's unfair part is actually making about the woman not the man mm-hmm. and it's like why don't men you know come f- even with their part and i'm not saying that's yeah. all men Most um but yeah same. a lot a lot of and we're talking about we're being specific with like black men i mm-hmm. feel like specifically do not unload and like talk about issues with their partner where women you know you know everything that that happened in my work day everything right. like and men you're like wait what happened what's going on yeah but but it stems from how what society says being a man is and also how black men are raised a lot of the people that I see, and I'm going to keep using my clients as an example because those are the facts that I know, is that if dad is absent, mom is home, and it's you, and you're the, male, you're the, you're the, the man of the, the, house, man of the house since she was five. Right, and with that comes certain sets of responsibilities. So you don't have the luxury or the privilege to be sad or to be struggling with something or to shut down, mm-hmm. even as a kid. Yeah. So when yeah. you get older, it's manifested in ways where things are happening at work, things are happening at home, things are happening in society, but you can't stop to cry or right. stop to, to, to like let loose because you have responsibilities. And that's what, to them, that's what it looks like to be a man. Unfortunately, now I have to reteach these guys yeah. that this is not, it's, 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 um, it's easy, it's, no, it's more courageous and it's helpful for you to be able to shut down and say, hey, I need to t- I need time out. I need to cry or this is bothering me and actually be able to use that and use that in words and say, this is how I'm feeling. Yeah. Right. Because you can't like suppressing and holding everything in only leads to you self-sabotaging in somewhere because mm-hmm. now you're like you're, you're shutting off from your partner. She she or he has no idea what you're dealing with. And what kind of relationship is that? You know? Yeah. So. It's a lot of a lot of these things go back to how you were raised and the examples that were set for you, which is wild because that's very true. Like, I think you know your parents think you know sometimes that they've done what they could, yeah, in terms of like raising you. And right. so when you do go through therapy, sometimes things come out that you didn't even know were an issue, right? And this is how you move the way that you move. Like I can even say for myself, like I wasn't very expressive as a kid in terms of like just what I was going through, and so I think. To what TT is talking about from that post from the spiritual world, you just kind of what it's what's the word? Compartmentalize, compartmentalize. Thank y'all, <laughs> and you kind of just deal with it on yeah. your own, and you like deal with it in your own space. But like when you're with somebody, 
you kind of have to share. And that's a learned experience for a lot of black yeah. men because yeah. you didn't have to share what you were going through before with anybody because no one asked. Right. You had to grow up fast. You didn't get the space. You, you didn't get the space. space. Um, yeah. And just based off of like how you were taught to just like be a man. And so that's like learned behavior. Like that's some new 2021 shit. Yeah, yeah <laughs> absolutely. So, but yeah. it's like it's unlearning and like relearning. And, yeah. and I want everyone to give me, black men a little bit of grace with it because yeah. I, I don't think yeah, we were that's fair. we weren't like, equipped yeah. to talk about our feelings when we were young. Yeah. I agree. I think that is extremely because again, because I am so expressive, like this happened to me, da 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 da. And it's like, well, why why aren't you like that? But I was also kind of raised that I, I, I had the luxury of being expressive. And right. if there was something wrong, I could talk about it. Like everybody doesn't have that luxury. Um so how do you kind of get ahead of that? So we aren't creating these mm-hmm. children that are suppressing and not, you know, talking about things. You say hi. You mean how do people in general? How do we get ahead of that? Yeah, like well, with you, the younger you generation. A, I, have they, like, I have a six year old. Right. Yes. Okay. And yeah, it's really me saying I know what I want for my child, my relationship with my child, and a lot of the stuff that I want is stuff that I didn't have. Mm. So All like right. I was able to really sit there and say this is what I hated about my childhood growing up, and this is what I don't want my son to have to deal with. Mm-hmm. And yeah. a lot of that is being emotionally vulnerable and being present. Yeah. And talking and hugging and telling him how much I love him and yeah. doing affirmations with him and just letting him know that it's okay to cry, it's okay to be upset. But once you're upset and you're crying, what comes with that is the language to tell me why you're upset. Yeah, the and why. why. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Right. And then you know, once I was able to instill that in him, me and his mom, I'm not gonna take credit for this alone. While we were able to instill that in him, it just opened up a whole lot, of, like the whole bunch of different things. Because now he's extremely communicative, extremely um, aff- affectionate. And he knows, like, hey, I don't want to give anybody a hug, and that's okay. You don't have to touch anybody. Nobody yeah. has to touch you. I do that with yeah. my my daughter is three, and she is very like adamant. I mean, kids they 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 show up and show you who they are. Exactly. And it is very important that you like pay attention to that and allow them to be who they are. Right. So, like, you know, she is. If she don't want to speak, if she doesn't want to hug anybody, it's very clear. She makes it very clear. And I don't force it, but I'm like, dang, girl, you embarrassed me. Like, this show on, but okay. You know, <laughs> that, was, you know? that was another Twitter thread, though. And it was mm-hmm. like, don't force so if children toxic. don't want to give a hug. So and you'd be like, yeah. give them a hug. And yes. they're like, no, I know. Nigga, I'm showing you, I'm, like, I'm not in the mood. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Like, I don't want to do that. Yep. And then it's like, you, and I never, after reading that thread, I was like, damn, I never thought about it like that. Because so yeah. many times, like you said, it's like, girl, you embarrassed. Yeah, you go hug yeah. you know, auntie right. to whomever yeah. or whatever mm-hmm. where those are still learned and instilled behaviors that you never even I would have yeah. never thought about right. that and taking that to the next level black black household if something happens in a house a lot of the responses keep it in the house yeah mm-hmm. oh, don't yeah. tell anybody grew so, up with that yeah. so we're talking about like sexual abuse yeah. in the household and this kid is like totally shut down don't want right. to touch anybody and you're like go hug this person go right. hug that person yeah. it's like really traumatic yeah on top of le- teaching your children to to keep their hands to themselves and don't let anybody touch them as they get older and older. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. So many mixed. So many different. Yeah, they're very, yeah. like, it's mixed messaging. This is a whole new parenthood, though. We Like, yeah. this is stuff that we're learning as we grow yeah. older. Yeah. Our right. parents didn't know this. Yeah. So, yeah. It's all learned experience mm-hmm. is what, what happens, and which is why I think therapy is good for all because everybody has something to talk about. And not everybody, even everybody. Yeah. just yeah. like, you know, just anything like yeah. I think, you know, we just go through things in our normal lives that we just don't talk about. Mm-hmm. But it's not because we don't want to. We're just moving. Right. And it's yeah. like if I take a step back and actually sit with you maybe and be like, actually, that did bother me. Let me kind of think about this. And like, why, why mm-hmm. did it bother me? What happened afterwards? How can this not bother me later? Um yeah, I think definitely is it's beneficial for a lot of people. Yeah, remember we were we were out, Daryl and I, and something happened and I was like, I have to go back to therapy. Like yeah. I said something to this him was that I was week, like yeah. yeah, and I was like, what I just said to him is not okay. Right. It was like something that I was doing. And um it, and I mean in that instant I was like, I have to go back. Because even yeah. hearing it out loud when I said it to you, I was like, yeah. That sound crazy as shit. I like, told you you sounded crazy. I don't even he, remember what it was. Yeah, he was like, You sound really crazy. And I was like, Yeah, there's some other shit going on right. that mm-hmm. 
I have not unearthed or just right. I've never really tapped into that I was like, I, I have to, like it is a must. Like I have to go back because I think I got to a place I only went to therapy this year. Maybe let's say I went for seven months. And I felt like towards my last session, I was kind of like, well, girl, I'm good. I ain't really got nothing else to talk about. So I just stopped. Same. And now I'm like, mm-hmm. girl, help. Help yeah. me, please. Yeah, now it's like I'm literally Same. hitting her. And I'm like, hey, actually, can we revisit this? Yeah. That I think, you know, and I, you're never, I think people think of it as like, okay, I'm going to go. And then I'm going to just stop. Yeah. Where it, it's stuff that can kind of come up. Right. And, you know, and it's like, and it's okay that, like yeah. I said, that I, I whatever happened. And I was like, yeah, I got to I gotta go back. We we There's some there's some healing that needs to right. happen. Dr. Tracy voice. Right. Yeah. I agree in the same. And I feel like for me, I don't want to make my friends or my partner responsible for the issues, I guess that I have. Like I want to be able to download with somebody and that way you can, cause even if I do want to communicate something, I may not, there may be some things I want to communicate or share. There may be some things I don't. Um, but I feel like it's not, your friends or your partner's responsibility to take on all of your no. your angst and that was a personal problem that I had so then I would be like alright well I'm not just going to say anything which is also even worse right. you know so it's like you can't bottle it up damn if you but do, it's damn important you to have yeah. somebody to kind of like download everything with and um and not put that that's a heavy pressure to put on anybody it is that's, that's boundaries. not your therapist you can look at it as boundaries having issues with boundaries where you feel like you have to unload on certain people, or you, yeah. and then if they say no, I'm not able to accept this. And right, you shut totally, you totally shut down. Yeah, it's like damn, I need to figure out what my boundaries are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what that's for me. Hard. That was how I started going to therapy. Like I was unloading on my partner the whole time. It was like this isn't healthy, actually. Yeah, yeah. I actually to talk to somebody rather than just unloading on him because like now this is pressure on him right. because. He probably feels like he has to either help or respond. Right. Yeah. And that's not really what I'm looking for necessarily. Mm-hmm. But like, what what else is he supposed to do? Right. Um. So yeah, it was definitely helpful when I sought it. We're gonna get back. Listen, we all gonna go back to therapy. Well, we're gonna take a second. We're gonna pay some bills. Oh yeah. This aha episode of the Oprah Aha Rose Show is brought to you by Aha. Now. Before you uh, ask, why are you talking like that? Uh, Allow me to uh, explain. Aha is a bold, sparkling water with a two-in-one flahaver combination in every kahan, like blueberry and pomegranate or lime and watermelon. Some flahavers like mahango and black tea are even caffeinated to put the sparkle in sparkling water. Look for Aha Aha anywhere you buy sparkling water and get your hands on some today. There's a good chance you'll literally never want to drink any other sparkling water ever again. Aha sparkling water. Now, can I get an Aha? Okay, y'all. I'm excited about this one. The Oprah Rose Show has partnered with Manscaped to offer our listeners 20% off and free shipping. Wait, you don't know what Manscaped is? All right, so boom. It's a male grooming necessity. Think no nicks, no snags when trimming your balls. Can you imagine? Well, not anymore, fellas. Using our code OPRAROSE, you can save 20% on the Performance Package 4.0, which includes the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Featuring cutting edge ceramic blades to reduce grooming accidents, as well as the weed whacker to attack those nose and ears hairs. Now, I have no excuse not to shave my balls before date night, and neither do you. Oh, oh, sorry, I got a little too excited there. Never mind. Use our code OPARose to save 20% with free shipping right now. Oh, and ladies, you can gift the Performance Package 4.0 as well. The holidays are approaching, and we know you don't want to see no hairy balls. So, we decided to get a little personal today. Um, I'm gagging because I'm still trying to get my stuff together, child. I'm like, <laughs> let me dab my forehead. Um, so, we were like, what can we do on this episode with you? And so, we decided to do like a little mini therapy session, not amongst you know ourselves. Mm-hmm. We don't have any issues with 
collectively ourselves. Yeah, because I don't, I don't really like that. I'm like, oh, 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 look, oh, how oh, we both jump oh, in? Like, I mean, <laughs> shit, the way you were texting me earlier. Am I the problem? Clearly. That's what I'm joking. Okay, so the common denominator. Fraction. Right? Like, what? Um, and so we individually, you know, there were things that we were going to speak about and kind of what was the word I kept you therapize. Yeah. <laughs> we right. did not know if therapize was a real word or not. And then it was. I don't think it is. It yeah. is. It therapize? Yes, I looked it up. It comes in the dictionary. I'm going to do it again. I did this three weeks ago. I, I believe you. I'm sure you did to do the Urban this. dictionary? No, I believe in urban dictionary. That is for white people. Urban dictionary. No. <laughs> No, I told y'all it's here, so I'm trying to pull it up. I, I know what it means just hearing it, but I didn't even realize right. it was an actual word. It's an actual word. Like therapize. Wow. Come on now. I can't find it again. My finger. It sounded like a word. Yeah. So, um, what's the definition? Uh, definition for that? I don't think it means therapy. Subject to psychological therapy, you don't need to therapize or fix each other. Hmm. It's a verb. Oh, it's like. That's what said. We were being therapized. It's like I don't know if the own therapies, therapies, therapized. Yeah. Oh, that actually is past participle. So, anywho, now we're getting into more King's English. Um, <laughs> Welcome to grammar school. I know, right? You know, I could, I could do the words. It's when we start talking about them fractions and shit. No, I get a little, yeah, I hate get a little anxiety. Um, so, who wants to go first? Not me. <laughs> I'll go first. Okay. Go first. Um, let's see. So I, I live in New York. Okay, I'm originally from Baltimore. I've lived here for almost ten years now, which is kind of crazy to me. Like, wow, it's been that long. Um, because I don't live at with my family, like my like you know intermediate family. A lot of things is verse is over like text message, phone calls, FaceTime, and mm-hmm. things like that. And I'm a very person. I'm a person that like if I got to get shit done, I'm gonna do it. I don't need nobody to help me. I'm going to make it happen. I don't even need opinions. I've been getting it out the mud by myself. I don't, I don't need help. Okay. And so with that, when you're not seeking help from people or you don't want feedback from people, you also are not telling people what is happening. Right. Because you don't need the opinion. So, like, why do I feel like I need to, like, check in to let mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, I'm looking at going and doing this job or oh I got a promotion at work or I'm working on this cool thing um but what I've realized now is that it's actually not helpful in those relationships because I'm almost excluding them from pivotal moments in my life because I'm not necessarily in my mind seeking help for these moments and it's actually not helping those relationships it's actually hurting Mm -hmm. but when I think about my interactions with my family it's like even when I give bits and pieces of these things it's very short and what the responses are about me they turn it around around about them so I stop talking about myself okay so now I'm in this place around like I don't even give y'all nothing and I feel like it's hurting relationships so I'm trying to get better at like not internalizing them changing the conversation because I don't need help from them is it that you don't need help or you don't want help? Both. Okay. And you've thought this out, like you know, I don't, I can do something like this without any input from from them. Yeah. From them. And then you've never had a, a situation where you did something and you go and you went, I wish I would have reached out earlier and let somebody know what was the what the process was. No. Okay. No, I mean that's that's perfect. That's great. But you saying you're internalizing it. Why do you think you're internalizing it? Because it's it's something that I think about. Just be like, you know, like if something happens, like, oh, I should have maybe told my mother this was going on. I just asked you that. But, <laughs> but like, it's like in hindsight. It's oh, not okay. like, wow, it's not happening. why you're doing it. So, yeah. okay, so sticking with that in hindsight, when something like that happens, what do you do? How do you sell it within yourself? You I probably, it's like a thought <laughs> that comes across. And then that's I'm it. still not, it's, that's it. It's more of like a thought, like, damn, I should have probably mentioned okay. this. But like that moment has passed so now we probably are talking about something else okay probably dealing with her but um, but when next time when that comes up challenge yourself to actually reach out mm-hmm. and tell your mom what you did which was right. i'm pretty sure it was successful which is why it's easy for you to talk about it right tell your mom what you did and tell your mom that hey after i did what i did i was thinking it would have been awesome or cool to have you as part of it or at least guide help you guide me through the early phases of whatever it is that you would 
whatever that thought that you had. But what if I already know what I'm supposed to do? That, so, so, that's the problem. But this like, is you, this is like, you building a relationship, though, right? I know, yes. So you don't necessarily need the help, but I you want right. to exclude the people. Right. So even yes. if you do your own thing, having that conversation, which may seem like a waste of time to you, but it's not because you're building these relationships and you're fostering these relationships. So just say, hey, I'm, I'm working on this project. What do you think about so-and-so and so? Even if you already know what you're going to do, right. hit them out and then leave It's it. still bringing right. them into the conversation to build the relationship, not yes. necessarily for help in that way. anything else, right, because that right. also opens the door for everything else that you want to do or any conversations that you want to have. Right. And I would encourage you to challenge them as well when you bring something up and they turn it to make it about themselves. Mm. I would encourage you to call that out because if you keep doing that, eventually they'll realize what they're doing. It's probably right. just second nature where they're not realizing right. that I'm making this about me. I was going to ask that. Do you call that out? Yeah, you should have a. You should definitely say, "Hey, I should. I don't it's because it's not, a, like right? a catch up, and then it's like it's also your mother. So it's like I'm just listening, kind of thing. Yeah, but you want you want <laughs> and these she's conversations. A Virgo, so <laughs> it's like <laughs> me, 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 me. But you want so. these conversations to be fruitful, right? Right. So you want to call it out. You want right. to control it because this is all about what it is that you're going with. Okay, that was my little mini session. Mm. Okay. Are you going to do it? No, I'm going to do it because it's been on my mind, yeah. like, lately even more so just because of, like, my surrogacy journey as well as moving. Like, it's just mm-hmm. so many moving parts that I have right now. But, like, I'm also planning in advance for all of these moving parts. But I think she should be a bit closer to it. And it's not necessarily just my mom, but, like, that's the one right. person I'm thinking of in particular. But I just have to do a better job. But also, I'm always, like, being a, a little bit of a brat, like, no one's asking either. Mm. And did it's you like, know about them? Yeah. These things? Okay. Yeah. So you see the dichotomy in that you don't say anything to them, and then you want you like damn right. nobody's asking, right? Yeah, but it but it has to be me. It does because they've they've gotten so used to not interjecting, right, and not being part of that they're not gonna ask, right? You have mm-hmm. to start bringing them back in since you kind of like separated. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Oh Lord, it's giving the miseducation. <laughs> <laughs> The miseducation of, of Didi. Of Didi. Okay, the miseducation, the upper roll show. The it's the mystery uh, of iniquity. Wrong album, oh, but, but yeah. that was a song, isn't it? Yeah, I actually love that live album. It slept on. <laughs> it really is. Sis was going through it. Tuh, she's still going through it. Forever and ever. Well, who's next? Go, um, go, go. I guess I'll go. Um. This is kind of heavy, I guess, but I don't intend for it to be. So I am a a survivor of abuse as a child. And as a parent now, I am very uh, cautious about who is around my kid. Okay. But living in, I don't live in New York. I live in LA and I don't, I have one family member there and uh, outside of her dad, uh, my kid's dad. And so, you know, we share the responsibilities of her but as you know as a parent yourself Mm -hmm. it takes like you know a village village. to raise your kid and to provide for them and you know but I uh I have a hard time like relinquishing help you know because I'm I live in that fear of like her experiencing abuse and (laughs) what's the question I guess my question is I know I need like I know like I need like a nanny help but I I I'm hesitant to press that button because I, my mind auto, automatically okay. goes there. The first question that came to mind was, can you tell me what type of abuse you suffered from? You don't have to go into details. Both Just, types. When you say both, there's more than two. So you're talking about emotionally and physical? Yes. Okay. Okay. Emotionally yeah. and physical at the hands of, is that too much? Yeah. Okay. No problem. Um, so what I would encourage you to do is, have you are you in therapy? No, not anymore. Okay. So I would definitely... First, I would encourage you to go into therapy and start talking about this abuse. But the biggest thing that I want well, I've I've talked about that abuse in therapy before. Okay, so but it's still no. I mean, I guess it. I guess it does show up because I'm like that is the fear that it I live in. It's right. like I can't. I won't push the button to try to find like you know help right. because I think like oh my god, if something happens to my kid, I'm going to kill this person. Right. <laughs> but Which well, is this dramatic, is but this is this is your trauma response happening because now yeah. you're in overdrive in, in regards to being protective. But you also want to realize that just because this person did this to you doesn't mean that person is going to do that to her, right? And that's easy said than easier said than done. Absolutely. But that is the that is the literal black and white facts of it. 
So, like, you really have to get yourself in a place where you say you need to start working on trusting people because if you don't start trusting people, that's going to rub off on her. Mm. Really? Yeah, it will, 100%. Because if you don't ever let anybody get near your daughter in, in regards to loving her and protecting her and helping taking care of her, take care of her, she's not going to be as open to help or even open to love as you would want her to. Okay. So that's going to be a, a struggle for her. But... She's only three, so you have you have some time. But I really want you to take some time and deal with the trauma because that trauma is still prevalent, and it's affecting all kinds of relationships that you're probably interested in forming, which is with other people for yourself and for your daughter. Mm. Okay. When well, a black woman says, hmm. <laughs> right, yeah, right. <laughs> is that a good mac and cheese or, or are you hitting the emotional button? Was I heard? Right, a, a word. word. Yeah. yeah, but. Absolutely. Talk. Think about it and talk about it. But it's really you. You're, you're safe because you're no longer in that setting, right? So, like, keep telling yourself, "I am safe. I'm no longer where I was when I was abused. The person that abused me is no longer in my life, and is not going to abuse my child." Yeah, I think it yeah. just fucked me up a little bit it when does. you said like um, that. That is what I'm teaching her to not trust people. Kids, kids, they they pick up on everything. Mm. They're so intuitive. Yes, I completely agree. Yeah. With so that. what you what you might notice is that if this continues three years from now, when you have somewhere to go and you have nobody, and you put her with somebody, she's gonna have a hard time staying there, and you're right. gonna have a hard time leaving her there. Right. Even if it's somebody that you absolutely trust, it's gonna be hell for both of you, and then you have to unteach that, which may be even harder. Right. The than, unlearning. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Okay. All right. I was good. Yeah. yeah, all these undoings. It's a lot of undoings. So many undoings. We, like, and so the thing that I say the most is be curious. When you, when I say be curious, I mean anything that you're feeling, anything that you hear, anything that is going through your mind. Ask yourself why. If you're if you're looking at things from a curious perspective, you're more likely to sit down with yourself and really answer these questions. Even if you have to write down, "Hey, I'm anxious today because I'm flying to New York." And I'm not sure who's watching Baby Girl. Write that down. Why am I so anxious about this? Who do I trust? And then just process everything by yourself. But just be so curious about all your all your feelings. It'll help you um, maneuver it a lot, a lot faster than you not you know um, looking into it or trying to talk about it. Right. So do you believe that like journaling is good? Journaling is amazing. I use journaling for clients who's who um who suffer a lot from self-sabotage and low self-esteem and i always say keep a gratitude journey journal because it's easier to say this is not going well this is not going well than it is to say oh man i had a coke today and it was mad good because we take i hate coke but example (laughs) example it was it's like it's easy to identify what's not going well especially when you're depressed or you feel with anxiety and all this stuff is happening then it is for you to identify something that's good so it's really just to build a habit of wake up every day or before you go to bed open your journal and find something that was really positive today something that that you want to be grateful for something that's gratitude worthy of for you and just write it down and do that every single day and before you know it when you're in a funk or when you're going through a depression spell it's easy for you to you already trained yourself to look for a positive, mm-hmm. something positive that's happening in your day or something that you appreciate, something that you want to be grateful for. Oh, um, got it. So that's like basically it's, it's teaching you to habit. create a habit. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's, it's you know, teaching you to create a habit. Of I looking at the glass similar. half full. Yes. I have an alarm that goes off every day like, like to say thank you about whatever is happening for me in that moment. That's perfect. Do you keep up with it? I keep up with it. Excellent. And when I see, because it's an, it's an alarm, so I got to turn it off. Um, it happened already today, but we were recording. But um, thank you for this moment that we're in right now to record. And thank <laughs> yeah. you for the, the, the kind words that you're giving us. Sure. Um, but it does remind me, because I can be a very anxious person, mm-hmm. not necessarily saying anxiety. It forces you to slow down, right? But it forces me to slow down and not be so, like, planning yeah. forward and, like, ground me in this moment. You know how people always say, like, they got to, like, take their shoes off and, like, stand on the ground and be grounded, like... Right. Me remembering where I am and being like thankful is like grounding me. Right. I think I need to change mine because I so I was kind of like the reverse. I was journaling last year every day at the top of the the before I would start the actual entry. I would write down three things I was grateful for that day. But then I felt like my my journal entries were so redundant. Like 
I mean, I don't care if I look back from six months prior to, mm-hmm. you know, December. It was like the same entry. So I essentially stopped. Okay. Um, I have not journaled in literally since December. Like, and I do try to do like an end of the year thing of. I, I used to be like that new year, new me. I'm a new bitch, and it was like bitch, it's giving the same girl. So well, that's <laughs> that's not a bad thing sometimes, though. Being the same person. Being, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think I just for me, I never saw any growth in it, honestly. And I and now saying this out loud, that's why I was like, uh, well, I don't need to journal no more. It's well, what the was same the purpose shit. of you journaling? The initial purpose. Child, I don't even remember. Probably read it somewhere, saw it somewhere. Well, so that's and it. That's it. Because if you if you're purposely doing it for a reason, that reason is always going to be forefront of your mind. So you know why you're doing it, and you can see the differences. But if you're just doing it because it's you know somebody said journal, like why am I writing? What happened? Why today? am I doing that? Yeah. yeah. Huh. Yeah. So then I need to find a purpose to it journal. Has, it has to be intentional. Okay. Intention. And that's so fair. right, we keep talking about yeah. intention. That damn is the word, word keeps showing keeps up. Showing yeah. up. Mm. Um, I don't know. Like, yeah, now I'm really even thinking like what would be, I guess to unload and process. And I, do, I it literally made me feel like, well, I'm literally in the same place. Six months. Like this yeah. is six months of the same shit. So like I said, that's why I stopped. So yeah, I need a new Can focus. I ask question? Mm-hmm. When you're, when you journal, what do you do? Like, how do you journal? Literally, like, I think one of them was like, hey, God, it's Judy Bloom." No, like, not even, not even oh, necessarily, not like, like, how you write it. But, like, are you, like, home? Are you in your room? Yes, like, I'm home. T- always in my bed. Okay. I was trying to do at night. I never did the morning. Always late. Um, so, yeah, at night. In, like, in my bed, specifically. Mm-hmm. That's the key. You say you're always late in the morning. That could be something that helps you not be always late in the morning. Because now you know you need to do something before you get ready for whatever your day brings. Mm-hmm. So you set that time, you do that, and then you have the rest of your time because you're already up. Yeah. The issue is probably you sleep late or you just stay in a bed and don't want to yeah, get up. Yeah, I just that's it. I just right. Stay in bed, don't so if you up. say this thirty minutes here, I I have to do this, and then I have the rest of thirty minutes to get ready or hour to get ready. That's you're saying a um. What's the word I'm looking for? Precedent. Thank you. Yes. That sound like more than pages it. too. Yeah, because like my like my mother, for instance, takes like an hour thir- to thirty minutes to an hour every single solitary morning to have prayer and meditation. And she needs it though. She yeah, uh-huh. she like goes in the bathroom and she she whatever. She, I don't know what she's doing there to be honest. Like I think <laughs> but she's her Bible moment, scriptures. Her but yeah. Yeah. It's so amazing. Whole it, get cured. Yeah, exactly. Her day without I, that would probably be chaotic. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I've, I've tried meditation and you know my mind just like. Just go, I, I, like, immediately I start thinking about usually work or, or something that hasn't happened or you something that needs to be yourself. done. And, like, yeah. you yeah, I, like how do you even still your mind? But I like mind? the idea of doing it in the morning the and morning almost, like, setting yourself up for the day. For the day. So, yeah. like, I, I was asking you that because I've now started, like, I get ready an hour before, almost like what your mother's doing, but I didn't realize it. I don't, I don't realize it because it's just a habit for me now yeah. whereas like for an hour before i'm actually like getting ready i don't even i don't respond to text messages i don't look at phone calls emails mm-hmm. i i have to be in silence and okay. like i'm making like my little lemon ginger tea i'm making a breakfast wow. um, like morning washing rituals. My morning rituals yeah. to like just wake me up and then wherever like my mind goes and like that morning i just let it go because it's so quiet like Six's poppy is probably still at the gym. Yeah, he's still at the gym. And so it's just me and the dog and literally, like, just silence. I don't even listen to music. I don't want nothing. Like, just literally silence. And so if I wanted to journal, I could probably journal. I could probably fit that in. Because now you're making me think. Because I used to journal, too. Mm-hmm. And I kind of stopped. But I don't remember why I stopped. But, like, I mean, I could probably fit that in if that was something that I wanted to be intentional about. But yeah. Um, I like the idea of you doing that in the morning because you also are doing more at night now. Mm-hmm. If you think yeah. about like think about your life in the last three weeks. Yeah, you're I exhausted mean, by the time you get home. Exhausted, yeah. and right. I think like what you said about the phone. I wake every single. I don't care if it's today. I don't care if it's. Well, I don't think you'll ever be able to I, do an hour, but like yeah. if you could even do like fifteen minutes. Well, yeah, I mean, I think every day I'm dealing with something from work. Every single solitary day. There's no weekends. No, it's quiet. Like, and I mean, this morning, and and it's the first thing I do, right? So I pick yeah, my phone. Yeah, you did get a phone call. That's and that wasn't at, even that. It's at very. 10 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, that on was a so Sunday. About it was work. Sunday. So and, and that wasn't even what I'm talking about. I mean, like, 
I wake up every single solitary morning to something about like, and I saw it at maybe like five and I was like, mm, I'm gonna wait to respond. And then I went back to sleep. Uh-huh. And I was like, I'm gonna go back to sleep. So I went back to sleep. Did you handle it today? Yeah. If you didn't handle it today, would Monday be too late for it? Would something um, terribly, terrible happen? That is a good point. Uh, there were, cause there was like five things this morning. Um, one, like two of them, I did not respond. Mm-hmm. The, the other three, it was quick. And I think because I was like half sleep, it was something else that I was like, wait a minute, I, that I typically do. I try not to respond until yeah. Monday because it's like, and I've kind of had to say that. It's like, hey, it's the I weekend was say, you have to, to set, set boundaries. boundaries. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I've, I only just recently got there yeah. that I was like, all right, I have to start setting boundaries of this does not require a response. You are right. not going to get a response from me until Monday morning. Like, right. this is not yeah. anything that's urgent. Like, I told somebody one day, I was like, don't even send it. Because exactly. it's not, I'm not even going to see exactly. it. I just got there. And it's like, exactly. and I know I, like, I have to start setting up some boundaries. Because like I said, there is never, I don't care if it's 12 a.m., mm-hmm. 1 a.m. I mean, there it's it's just, it's going to come. There's never, there's literally never an off time. Like you yeah. said, that call this morning, I'm like, why yeah. this man is calling me about T-shirts? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. what? Um, so I do like the idea of starting the mornings off like a little bit more mm-hmm. calm because like and for you yeah for me you know of even like that's why I, I know I have to get back into working out because that was my hour it was like nobody can bother yeah. me like yeah. this is my hour I didn't bought ashwagandha it don't work but you know I take it every morning because my eye would just be twitching I would just just sitting there and I was like I'm going to drill myself into a hole like just continuing yeah. to to do what I'm doing. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to start this. Like, yeah, if you morning. don't create your boundaries, people will impose their lack of boundaries on you. Yeah. And that'll make you so miserable. Yeah. Like, I would even set a away message up. People don't care. It don't I matter don't if they don't care. Yeah, this is true. I did, that it's, like, it's, mm-hmm. it's setting you're your gonna, boundaries. You're going to adhere to it. Yeah, because yeah. I don't, like, I go on vacation. I don't even And it'll it say, I won't be, I won't respond until Monday morning. Yeah. And so it don't matter what, it, what you think is important. It'll wait till, I don't. I don't know if you get paid on weekends on Sundays, but most people don't from a, a yeah. typical nine to five. So I'm not responding to your email on Sunday. Yeah. I mean, that's a simple thing to do around just putting on a fucking out of yeah. office. Yeah. And that's the issue. I mean, not even text. people text. Don't. Yeah. Like, all mine, and all mine true. are texts. They like, so that's why I said, I see it. Like, I don't really sleep all the way through the night. So if I wake up, yeah, I sucks. see it at like three, four. And then I got to remember like, and then I'll pin it to the top. Like, yeah. I know, you know how some people use their pin t- messages for, like, the top people mm-hmm. that they yeah. talk to? I never knew that. I use it as reminders. My pinned people Stressful. are literally, all right, I got to respond to this, and I got to do this. And they're, mm. they're nothing but reminders. They're not, my mother ain't in my pin top. Like, <sighs> it's, it's all reminders that it's like, and sometimes I don't realize, and I think I was the person that I was taking it out on my partner, and I would, I did not know how to, and this was pre this job. Um, and I was, and I was just like blowing up over everything. And that's when I think I first was like, maybe we should get some help because this, it's not okay yeah. to, I mean, I was like freaking out over chicken, not being taken out of the freezer. And it was, we literally broke up about this, a black about woman. chicken not being taken. Yeah, a black mind woman. you, there was no chicken in the goddamn freezer anyway. Oh wow! Did all this, and what? then I remember when I went to go get, it, I was like, "Well, where the fuck is the?" Ch-? And I was like, "It ain't even no chicken in here." Oh my god! I done lost my man. It is over frozen chicken. That wasn't even there. That wasn't even there, and I was like, "Okay, sis, you're crazy." So going into now, chicken wasn't even there. Going into now, it's like I have to. I try to be very mindful of it to not talk. Cause I could talk about it 80% of the conversation. Um, and then you were saying the thing about setting boundaries mm-hmm. and then, I mean, he did, he kind of asked me to like stop talking about it as much. And I was just, and I was, I was very offended. I was going to ask you that. How did I was that feel very like, offended. Yeah. He asked you to um, stop talking about work as much. Yeah. And I was kind of like, I don't ask you to stop talking about work. Like, and I was immediately on the defense and it wasn't until a week later or something where I was like, cause every time I would say it, I'd be like, let's say I would start to talk about it. And I was like, Oh, oh I, well, I can't like talk it. about it. You mm. don't care. And that's how I took it as mm. like, you don't care. But I think it was just like, he's like, it's a lot. Like, mm. you know, just all, all of the time. Did it make you realize that every time you wanted to talk, talk to him, that's what it was about? Yeah. Mm. Good point. Yeah. I could take the romance out of, 
Because it, it became, because there's a family or fiance episode about a couple that they worked together. And so all they did was talk about work. Mm. Um, and I think for me, because it is so prevalent in my life, it more so made me say like, oh, I really got to set up these boundaries. Yeah, right. Because it's like, it's literally taking over my life um, in in every aspect of like, if my mother calls, I can't answer because I'm on, I'm on the phone or like. You know, the other day, my father called me like three times every single solitary time I was on the phone, like every time. And I'm like, well, wait a minute now. What if something is, and, and I'm, I'm dealing with the death in my family? And I'm like, wait a minute, why didn't I get off the damn phone call? Like specifically knowing what's happening, you know, on, on my family side. And I was like, yeah, I got to go and like call my mother back. and was like, again, setting up these boundaries, I think, is, is something that like I have to do for my other relationships yeah. and, you know, and myself. And I also think it's also, yeah. yeah, put yourself first and like hand off some of this shit to other people now. True. I know, I know, I know. But you got you got you can't take it all on by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll get there. Yeah. We we shall we shall get there. You've, un- you've unpacked some things from us, right. mister. Once I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm happy. I'm so happy about that. That's really good. So you guys have some stuff to think about. And it's you know, it's it's probably, it's probably stuff that you knew already, but it is always it always hits different when somebody else says it, and you have to sit down and like, damn, and saying it out loud, and saying yeah. it out loud, yes, yeah. that's why affirmations are so important because right. you're saying it out loud and you're hearing mm. it, not just reading it in a book. Yeah. So, how far do you think you should go specifically with like a parent or a partner when stuff is bothering you? Because I mean, obviously, there's a line of like, you don't want it to be hurtful or harmful but it's like if it's something that's like hey this is really bothering me um like are there levels and boundaries to that of expressing you know what it is that you what is bothering you when you say levels uh, we're talking about just straight communication right not like you getting upset and throwing a dish at the wall yeah yeah i think communication or even let's say you have very different styles of how Mm -hmm. okay we can take all the back you have very different styles of how you were raised so obviously that is then going to spill into how you interact yes. with each other. Yes. So then mm-hmm. you have that coupled with how you were raised, and then you just have specifically like two very different people mm-hmm. on how you see things. And it's like, well, I'm all the way over here, and you all the way over here. And sometimes it feels like you can just never get compromise here. Is hard. Yeah, a, co- mm-hmm. a, a compromise, literally. Like, how sure. does one even get there? So I think it's important that you identify that there are two different styles of communication. And I always say this, the way you communicated as a child kind of somewhat mirrors the way you communicate now. Because as a child, if you shut down, you're shutting down as an adult. Mm-hmm. If you got upset and you yelled and you slammed the door, you're storming off as an adult. Yeah. It's, almost, like, it's just evolving and you're still carrying on the same the same principles of it. It's very true. It's mm-hmm. very true, yeah. It just, you wow. just You still storming <laughs> off? No, I shut down. But as a kid, I was safety zone. I went quiet. That was just just that's how you felt safe. But when you when you actually realize that my partner here needs to talk about certain things, and you're like, I like to shut down. That's not effective. That ain't effective. That's not effective, and you (laughs) may not be effective just because you like to talk about it. Doesn't mean you're right, Mm -hmm. right? Because sometimes Mm -hmm. he may need to process. Mm -hmm. So he may need to take a walk or come back to you tomorrow afternoon. Like, look, I I'm ready to have this conversation. Too long now. I've thought about it. It depends. Okay. It depends on what it is. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm not. You know, I don't want to say you only have ten minutes to think about it and come back and talk to me. Yeah. Some people really have to go through a gambit of emotions before they can sit down with a calm head and have a conversation. But the one thing I will say is that never subject your partner to a silent treatment. Mm. Okay, and I think that that is very important because people will scapegoat and say, well, I wasn't ready to talk about that, but use the silent treatment. Yeah. As- or stonewalling. Right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a emotional abuse. It's a form yeah. of abuse, and it's not... It's unfair because now you're just sitting in the house and it's like a war zone. Yeah. Nobody's talking and you yeah. feel like you're wrong when you're not and the one who's wrong. Cut the air. He just he or she yeah. just doesn't know how to communicate and you have to deal with that. Right. So the easiest way to say is, hey, I don't, I don't think I'm ready to have this conversation right now. Mm-hmm. Can we come back and talk about this? Set a time, set a day. Don't just say, mm-hmm. let's come back and talk about this later mm-hmm. on because now you're like, I right. need to talk about this. Yeah. Right, right. So they have anxious. Right, right. And, exactly. And coupled with being a control freak mm-hmm. and yeah. super type A, it's like, well, when, 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 right. when? Yeah. yeah. So you, so you know, you can compromise. say, look, let's come back later on during dinner or even after work tomorrow. Let's mm. go to bed. Just 
But we are not going to be actively mad at each other right now while we're thinking about what we need to talk about. Yeah. Because that's toxic. Mm. I love that. I do too. Ooh, child. Wow. I'm put this in my notebook. That's some real you know, compromise like. in there. It's a lot of compromise. But relationships don't work if you if you don't compromise. Very true. Can you work. say that again? <laughs> no. It's true. It's relationships true. don't work if you don't compromise. It's very You weird. have to. That's, the, uh, that's like almost I mean, the some, minimum. Sometimes you can compromise a little too much. But, but that's not you know. compromising anymore then, right? Then what is that? You, that you're giving, you're giving shit away. You're giving mm. up. That's, compromise mm. is the person has to meet you somewhere. Everybody has to feel a little uncomfortable right. for it to be a compromise. A little uncomfortable. A little uncomfortable. Like, if you don't talk, you have to say, okay, I'm going to talk a little bit. Right, talk right, later. right, right, right. Yeah. And, you yes. go, and you're like, I need to talk immediately. You go, well, okay, I'll t- I'll give you some time right. to think about mm-hmm. it, and we'll come back together later. Yeah. You're both compromising. Right. Not if you're extremely happy about it, but you know right. the every we're doing We're doing this for we're equal, each other. We're equally right. unhappy about it. Right. <laughs> we're doing this for each other. Right. For Eventually, the greater good. The greater yeah. good. At the end of the day, we'll be fine. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Who child? And I went so through all good. of that though, but I've also been around a relationship for seven years, and now we're at that point. Like we've done silent treatments, we've done not saying anything, talk about this later, like all of that. And so now we're at a good place where communication kind of just flows easily because you almost can see what the other person's thinking yeah. at mm-hmm. this point. Like I almost see when you go somewhere, and I was like, "Well, now what, what's going wow. on?" Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. It is. Yeah. It's annoying too because some, why you got to see that I, I my mood changed. Damn. <laughs> no, I, I, I think that's being very in tune. To talk about it. I think yeah. that's being very in tune with yeah. your partner. You know, like right. I, I think that's beautiful that it it's like yeah, like I, you said, I it see it without granted. nonverbal. You don't have to say right. anything, and I know like you're uncomfortable. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't take it for granted. No. 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 That's beautiful. I. Um, but you. I mean. But all these things that we're talking about are going to happen, and you cannot. Be anxious about them happening because you have to go yeah. through them to, I guess, get to that point where you are a bit more intuitive with what's going on. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So we're going to do the work, y'all. We, we, are. we are all going to do the work. Yes. And yeah. Ooh, child. Yeah. Drag me. Drag me. Drag Compromise is my key take. I, let, let me tell you something. You're screaming shit. That shit from the motherfucker. I already, <laughs> I already have. This is an extent. This is conversation number 69. And reiterate is, what you are giving up so yeah, that like, they see that it is the compromise. This is literally the 10th conversation. So. Yes. And, and intent intent was the other one too because i do want you to take those moments for yourself because i know you can yeah and i know you should yes and i know you will oh, we know you will let's get okay. it speaking life into her yes. look yes. right and look directly you deserve you deserve this kind you will create boundaries right shit i have a friend who um told me when you say Put things in threes, people pay attention more. Okay. Isaiah. Yeah, you was kind, you were smart. I forgot the third, but yeah. Loyal. Important. Loyal. Important. Yeah, important, whatever. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> One of them. I love that. Um, yes. Well, Tozan, we have closing um, show questions for you. Okay. So um, what would you tell your younger self? Wow. I've never thought about this question. And I always ask clients this, and I never thought about this for <laughs> And myself. for yourself. Wow. What would I tell my young? I think it's going to be okay. It's yeah. going to be okay. You're going to be fine. There's a, lot, there's a lot of anxiety growing up. I'm Nigerian, so having traditional Nigerian parents, a whole bunch of stuff that I wanted that I didn't get, stuff that I felt like I was missing out of, missing out on, it's like, it's okay. Yeah. Life is fine. My yeah. partner's parents are Nigerian, so I, I hear about it. Yeah, it's, <laughs> life is okay. <laughs> it's going to be okay. Wow. Yeah. And they're different now, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Um, and what do you know for sure? What do I know for sure? Wow. I know I'm a great dad for sure. Aww. No right. questions you asked. You sound like it. Yeah, Aww. I know for a fact that I'm a great dad. Oh, so probably this, so healthy. I know. If this, if this so ain't that I know, I know so I'm a great healthy. dad. So damn healthy. He's it's blessed. so healthy, yes. That's Aww. what's up. I love that. Um, and where can people find you? Instagram at Therapy Fours by us, the number four. And my website is in the therapy in the um Instagram link. It's the www.therapyfours.com. Therapy Fours by us.com. 
Love it. And where do you um, do therapy in, in New York and Brooklyn? Yes, I do okay. it. I do it in my apartment, mm-hmm. and everything is teletherapy, so I can okay. see okay. everybody from anywhere in New York. You you booked? You booked up? You said all. Black, I'm getting black there, black but yeah. I'm getting there. It's hard to say no, but I'm getting yeah. there. Do you accept insurance? I don't accept insurance. <laughs> I don't accept insurance, okay. but I also have. Actually, most of the people I know don't accept insurance. Dude, I've never been to a therapist that does. Remember I told you I was going it's to that hard. one it's, lady? It's, it's very a lot hard. Hard. I was like, girl, yeah. what? I, I can't even afford you. Right. It's a lot of reasons why we don't accept insurance. I'm sure. Well, insurance is a scam. It's a scam, one. and they it's try to scam. cap your earnings. They, it's, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's a lot it. of stuff. So okay, okay. Yeah. Understood. It's okay. Well, do you do Klarna? <laughs> After pay, <laughs> was it pay? Was it paying four sessions? Right, right exactly. Right. Paying four sessions. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, is there anything else you want to plug or um, mention? No, I think I just want everybody to get into therapy or at least start to exercise language and communication in whatever yeah. relationship mm. that they're in. Yeah, just challenge yourself a little bit when it comes to being more open to conversation about stuff that's stressing you out. Yeah, Agreed. I love that. Yeah. Oh child, you need to just put that on a wall somewhere. Um so the list. ending yeah, the ending quote is get honest with people about who you are, what you want, and how you expect to be treated. Standards only scare people standards only scare off people not meant for you. Wow. That's real. Read me. Get Word. real. It's time to who says that? It's like get real, get something. I don't know. I don't know. What's the real hair commercial? Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) I can't think of it now. Tozen, thank you so much. Thank you so much. This was great. Oh, we missed it. Miss uneducate or whatever the word is miseducate why can't I say it I don't know but miseducation yeah Yeah. I'm like miss uneducate oh miseducation of the Oprah Rose show which is going to be the title of the show this is definitely going to be the title Mm -hmm. of the show so Um, we thank you but we thank you especially being a black man in the therapy space we don't see you often and we salute you and what you're doing for the community absolutely thank you that means a lot I appreciate it absolutely bye bye Bye, guys